Hello, hello out there in podcast land. How are you on this fine Monday night? I am Solo Base 15. I am here with my good friend, the famous Zareth. Um, and we're here with the Gambit Podcast. So Zareth, how are you tonight? Doing well. I wouldn't say I'm as famous as famous Kate. Not that she's <laughs> here or anything, but um, yeah. But you've watched That's... Hamilton, so we have that. That absolutely does give me a bonus. It gives me a boost. Oh. <laughs> Celebrity Zareth. This is Rampage Tanner. Dear Lord. <laughs> you know what? A, a little bit. I mean, so it's not really even my doing. Like, I, I feel like I have just big enough presence on YouTube and Twitch that it, it, it allowed Urzatron, the guy I matched with, which is something we'll be discussing tonight for sure. Um, but I faced a, a way bigger streamer and YouTuber named Urz, and he he was able to just uh, just blow it up to epic proportions. Uh, everyone got to watch the match. You know, we did we did back and forth fights. It was it was a fantastic moment in uh, just in Grand Arena history in general. In my opinion, I'm I'm humbled that I was, was able to be part of it. Frankly. Um, so in that sense, because that event blew up so big, and mostly because of Urz, uh, it, I am a little famous because of that. Yes, and, and it was back. a fantastic Friday night. Like you said, we'll get to that a little bit later. Because um, that was, well, 100% our most popular uh, Gambit fight night, but it was a truly great match as well. Um, <laughs> so oh man people will take autographs from you now um, <laughs> <laughs> only if you pay this shipping <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right before we get into that match why don't we start with uh, the news as we usually do and the news is basically doja just saying guys i can only repeat myself so many times would you give it a break um because, God, it feels like people just don't read what he says and ask the same thing over and over and over again. And he made the mistake of having a post where he said, guys, I relate all your concerns about the Rancor raid uh, to the dev team. I actually ran the raid in my guild and it was awful. I see what you mean. And then as a joke, you know, these Bernie Sanders memes that are coming out, like somebody has the Bernie Sanders meme of Bernie just sitting there and it says me waiting to post uh, for the uh, for the raid. And so as a joke, he posted and said, guys, I even put for this meme onto the dev team um, to show them your frustration. And my God, it's like the world ended. Like, how dare you trivialize us into this meme? How dare you? We want community manager that actually relays our messages that's like good lord people can you just i don't know get just off your go, high horse go back to reddit right go back to reddit where you belong yeah <laughs> just just make your noise there you're gonna you're gonna get into a whole <clears throat> whole big circle jerk you know echo chamber kind of situation and you'll all feel so justified in your rage and you can leave the forums alone. Not, not that I ever get on the forums anyways, but yeah, I, I get on the forums for the news. Um, and that's right. basically yeah. it. 
But I know I, I read I read the developers thing and then I always read Ultra's whatever inane comment at the start because she's always the first uh, commenter on every dev post. She is, and she is a guildmate of yours now. She uh, is. She, they, uh, Doja actually had a um, starky response to her, and it was great. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, okay. While you're doing that, I just want to say it's refreshing to me that Doja fights back. Yeah, he doesn't oh, just yeah. like take it. Like he's just like like he's he's always civil to people, and he's always uh, you know like he he's the he refrains from anything like too like crazy or vulgar or crass whatever, you know or or abrasive. But he's always just like picking at people's ridiculous things that they say. I, I love that. It's it's very refreshing to see that. Oh, so here's what. So actually, another thing that Doja and quote soft announced, I call it soft announced because he hints at things in the comments is so obviously we haven't gotten a Q&A in years, uh, not years that let's be literal here uh, months. Um, it, it's been several months, like at least half a year to my yeah. to my understanding. But so Doja <clears throat> put in one of the comments. Um, that he's working on something to replace the Q&A and it's a little bit, it's not going to be a true Q&A like they, how they had it. And then he says, that's all I can say for now because we're finalizing everything in the next couple weeks uh, to a month. So something by the end of February, hopefully is going to replace the Q&A. So as a joke, you know, Ultra wrote, whatever it is, if Crumb isn't in it, I'm not interested. And so Toja responded, with a picture of, you know, at the bottom of every post, there's a flag, quote, like, and log um, buttons that you can press. And so he clicked the flag button to say report <laughs> on her comment, which was quite funny and made me laugh in that thread because everything else made me quite angry in that thread. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that is the news we have. Here's the thing. We expect a state of the galaxy to come. Um, you and I have both talked off the stream. We both expect it to come this week. If it doesn't come this week, I'm, I'm not going to cry and I'm not going to ask where's CG, but we do expect it to come <laughs> this week. Um, fired. <laughs> because, well, they, they said a state of the galaxy is coming in January. Um, and so hopefully we get the state of the galaxy in January. And yeah. the other thing... So I expect the State of the Galaxy to be about the changes to the Galactic Challenges because if you remember back in November, maybe October or so, um, they said, hey guys, these this is Galactic Challenges 1.0. Next February, we hope to be releasing updates to Galactic Challenges. So I really hope that the State of the Galaxy updates the state or at least gives you know the first tidbits about the changes to the galactic challenges because i'm interested to see where they're going to take this yeah um i i agree like uh, yeah we, we will see what the next iteration of the galactic challenges are um i'll be honest that's not what i care about right now <laughs> that's like fair. i that's fair I am dying of curiosity, L like just totally, literally dying now. Um, I, I do, I just really wanna know what's gonna happen with uh, 
what's going to happen with the with the armor because you you and i were just talking about it and she requires uh a very intense and frustrating amount of chirotech to gear to level her up and that's it's like that's not it's not like the hard and fast like it you can't just like you can't put it on the calendar or something but that that's usually a sign that we're gonna need that character for something like it, you, you use the example of like when shakti came out she was really tough to gear and then immediately or pretty soon thereafter we had the sky general skywalker event to unlock um you know and we needed shakti to be at a good level to be able to complete that and i don't know like you could just say it's like a factor to consider i guess like yeah, I, I there has to be something else because right now she is mostly worthless. Like she's just a she's just a galactic legend babysitter right now. Yeah, I um. Well, we'll see. I I don't think whoever she is meant for is going to come out until. Let's see, I have to do math in my head, and that is not my strong suit. When she becomes free to play farmable. So that would be like end of March. We'd we'd get a hint about what she is going to go to, unless unless they expedite her release, because every other Mando character, uh, they have been expedited and hitting the hollow tables much quicker. So maybe they do that for her and we get something next month. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Um so here's a bold prediction of mine solo. Um, I think that, so I, in general, I do feel very positive about the direction this game has been going, uh, the things that CG has been doing, uh, you know, and especially, I mean, beyond all that too, like LucasArts or Lucasfilm or whatever the company's called, like they have also, um, I mean, they're, they're gonna be releasing a ton of content and this game is a game that's really gonna be able to take advantage of that. And yeah. so I feel positive about it. I also, I have, uh, my bold prediction is we're gonna eventually like, it's gonna be, it's, it seems like it's getting harder and harder to get these new release characters, uh, like when they're, when they're released, I think, and maybe armor is not the one, but I think that this year, maybe we have one of our first like limited time release characters that we have to actually spend money to get, or we won't get them at all. Like we can't just be, or, or we'd have to spend, you know, have a, a huge stockpile of crystals saved up. Don't you wish that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? Um... I'm not saying I like it. <laughs> I, I no. just, you know, I think, I think that that is a possibility though. I agree, especially since the Mandalore, Beskar Mando was so easy to get. It's like, here's your freebie guys. Here's your freebie. Now here's the gut punch. <laughs> um, well, right. Like I, I, it just seems like that might be coming. So I, I still feel like we're getting an epic confrontation. Like I, I feel like the Mando tunes are leading to an epic confrontation of some sort. I think it is a bit absurd if we get a third Mando in less than a year, because if you're going to do an epic confrontation, it has to be by April. Like anything later than April, people will have everything and they're not going to make any money. Um, 
Right. So it has to be before that. And my guess would be, you know, beginning of March. Um, but you, if you release them beginning of March, that means original Mando came out, I think, in April or May. I think it was around May because it was around May the 4th. Um, then Beskar Mando just came out. And now we are going, if we get a third Mando, that is so, <laughs> so soon, so soon. Um, <laughs> oh, distracted by chat. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah so that's funny. Three Mandalorians in less than a year. But I have no problem with three Mandalorians. I have no problem with five Hans. Like, I'm cool with all that. But in less than a year, that's just a lot, you know. Um, yeah, I, well, so here's the thing. So I the the armorer is not a an epic confrontation character like no i mean we we i've said that a few times like she's just she that would that would be one of the few characters i'd be like really like you're gonna make a an epic confrontation character like what has she done like she's she's like destroyed a couple stormtroopers which in that particular setting like in mandalorian stormtrooper lives are cheap they're like less they're subhuman you know like <laughs> they're worse they're worth less than an all uh uh-huh. Uh, yeah yeah alt lives matter um <laughs> okay but uh but but yeah like they're they're completely totally worthless and so you know like that it doesn't show any kind of you know like they're she, she's no that doesn't prove anything that she could kill a few stormtroopers like who cares uh, anyone can like my my two-year-old probably could you know and it, it, but it does open the doors now, like now that I think about it, like now that I'm opening my mind further, uh, you know, I'm not fixated on armor as much. Like we could have, like Bo-Katan could be an epic confrontation character. Like she, she's got the credibility, I feel like. She could be. Actually, you know what? If Malik is considered an epic confrontation character, so could Bo-Katan. Because exactly. if you didn't play KOTOR, you have no clue who Malik was. So... It's not like, you know, a heroic journey with CLS or something. Um, so I, I could buy that. I I was also thinking um, older Ahsoka, but older Ahsoka, they probably will save for her show is my guess. Um, which we talked about last week. Unfortunately, all these cool characters we're going to have to wait until next year for. Uh, Maybe. But, but at least we know next year there's going to be a ton of cool characters that they could add. I thought that I'm actually, now I forget the source. I've heard a few people cite a source saying that, gosh, I feel like I sound so dumb saying this. I, <laughs> I've had a few people say, like, quoting CG, and I, I usually like make fun of people for this. So maybe it's just wishful thinking on my end. But I, uh, they've said, they said that CG has promised that we're going to get season two characters. I haven't seen the source material. I don't remember what that is. And maybe I have seen the source material. I just don't remember. But like, I don't think it's ridiculous. I think that if they're gonna get away from Mandalorian stuff, like I think we're gonna get season, I think we're gonna get season two stuff, frankly. Like I, I think we have to get past the, like, I don't know, the embargo that Lucasfilm is gonna place on it for spoilers and stuff. Um, you know, which should probably be in March or April, or, or sorry, February or March. But 
I do think we're going to get those characters. So the original source material there, I, I, I can tell you, because I remember what the original source material sure. was. It wasn't CG. It was StarWars.com. They That's have, it. They have Mando Monday. Um, yes, you're correct. And when they released the info about IG-11 and Queel coming out, and they, all, they said that will also be season two characters and that they're coming in December. And you know what? We got to December without season two characters. Um, <laughs> so I don't think that we can count on that specifically. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, and things change, right? So, right? so they might just be like, they might've just been like, all right, let's ask all the Star Wars games, what things are that, that are upcoming. And so, you know, and CG would have probably been like, well, here's something that we're thinking of, but we don't know for sure. And they're like, well, we'll we have to say something. So we're going to just say that. Like, yeah. it could right. be as simple as that. And then CG's like, okay, well, that was a weird interaction. Like, and went about their day, never thinking that the entire community might just latch onto that and never let <laughs> right. it go. Yeah, so, exactly. I, I mean, and I'd be fine with that if that's what happens. I, I just, you know how it is. I sometimes you want to believe something so bad that you can actually just like make yourself feel like it's reasonable or like more reasonable than it actually is, you know? Right. And I, I just, I am for some reason so excited about the idea of having more Mandalorians and having a Mandalorian faction. I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I, I've always liked the the lore behind them and everything. And I've wanted a Mandalorian faction for a while. Um, like, do we need it? Not necessarily. I do, I do just think that the armorer like promises us something more or I mean, hints at it, I guess. Right. Oh no, I, I think that the armor 100% hints at more uh, or I hope, I hope there's more because why release why release the Mandalorian faction if there's no use to it? Like the faction alone doesn't make CG money. So if you're going to add the faction tag, if you're going to put in the man hours to create a tag and adjust all the menus, etc., etc., why do you do that unless you're going to capitalize on it and capitalize on it fairly soon? Like not, hey guys, let's put this in now for a year from now. Like that doesn't make sense. You you put a new tag in for two months right. from now. Like let some hype build and then boom, here you go. Like, you know, so I agree with you. I, I think the armor is hinting at something more. I just wish we had a little, just the tiniest nugget of what that something more is. Cause right now just pure speculation, like pure speculation. So we'll we'll release this, you know, like early morning on Tuesday uh, for yeah. most people in the states at least, and uh, then that same day, I, I would not be surprised. It probably would be a little later in the week, honestly, but I would not be surprised if Tuesday they started to roll out information. Because here's the thing: like, okay, so we we just got a we got a um, a, a what a video by by Cubs and. Heinze, you know, and they're saying, where are the devs? Why aren't they talking and stuff? And what 
I, I feel like they're not necessarily taking in, like taking everything into context. Um, like I, I feel similarly, like, where are they? We haven't see, really seen them since like a couple weeks before Christmas kind of thing is how it feels. Uh, but this always happens in January. January is by far the slowest month because they haven't been right. working on it in for a lot of December and then they're they're gone for a lot of January. So the stuff that they're working on is going to get rolled out in February. Like every right. time they always have like a one or two characters preloaded. I feel like we yeah. got first order executioner has one of those one yeah. year, uh, for instance. And it always felt frustrating because we got nothing. Uh, but then like toward the end of January, things started to happen. So I anticipate a pretty busy February. Uh, and I do think that this week they're going to start rolling things out and probably, I... probably Tuesday. I, I agree. Um, it's either going to be Tuesday or Wednesday because um, that tends to be their big update days. I, I guess it depends if they're going to release an update in the game or if they're just going to release an update on the forums. Um, but I do feel like we're going to get something. They've already told us multiple times in November and December that stuff is coming in February. So they even warned us like, Hey guys, we're working on this stuff for February. We're working on this stuff for February. They've said it like four or five times. So we shouldn't be shocked that we're not getting something in January because they told us that they were working on the next thing that they're working on is going to be February. Um, <laughs> they did. <laughs> and, but just be as, shocked anyways, right. Just as people, um, you just have to think about your own work. And unless you, you know, if you're in like some sort of accounting for a business year end is your busy time, but like for most businesses, it's the end of December is worthless at work. Like it, you're surprised if people are showing up, um, you know, and then the beginning of January is kind of like the gears start kicking back on. And then the end of January, you're, you know, back to, bumping and cg is no different because they're we're just normal humans who would have guessed um so I, I do think we have a lot coming in february i think if you look at the pace that they finished the year on the last six months of last year i mean they were just cranking it out like left and right and left and right and whether or not you like everything they released that's completely different but at least they were putting the effort in and trying <laughs> to release the content so, um, you know, I, I do, I do hope that we get something fun in February. Yep. I, I do too. Um, and you know, I, before everyone just thinks that we're, you know, like just apologists for CG, like I, I, I find myself very frustrated with them sometimes, I guess I'll just say that, uh, like, I, I think that what's going on right now is pretty reasonable. Oh, God. hello, Ross. How are you? And thank Whoa. you. <laughs> Way to make a statement with an entrance, Ross. Damn. Uh, uh, yeah. Thank you, sir. Anyone thinks that that thinks we're CG apologists should see me in uh, the officer and guild chats every six days when the challenge tier uh, pit is running because God knows I'm cursing like an, an MF or, um at whatever is going on in said raid. So uh, you know, uh, it, it's probably just that nothing goes on on Monday nights. And so I'm in a happier mood. So we, 
there's nothing to complain about. Um, well, and and frankly, like, so why shouldn't we take things on a case by case basis? Right. Yeah. Uh, to me, that just makes sense. Like, why why do we got to be angry about one thing if that's not going? If it's not, if it's not something that's worthy of it, like just because we're mad about the challenge rancor stuff, doesn't mean that them not talking it very much in January is a bad thing. Like the two are separate issues, in my opinion. Like they right. could be linked, but like we could be mad about one and happy or content at least about the other. Like well, that's. So it's also, it's also a balance. Like I, I hate the way that the new raid is set up right now. Like I hate it with a passion. I don't mind the raid itself. I actually, you can go in, get your run done in five minutes, be done. And there you go. Of course you're not done in five minutes because you're waiting for people to drop damage, which is a pain in the ass. And then you need to get 15 to 20 people on at once to do it all, especially in P4. Um, hate that with a passion, but the mechanics of the raid itself, outside of that 20% penalty, I actually don't mind. Like, it's it's quicker for me to do that raid than to do the Sith raid. Um, so they got most of it right. Now, here's the thing changing the raid if they want to change it um that's not like uh you you flip a switch and just take something off the raid like if they want to change it it's going to take man hours to actually make the change so the fact that a week and a half ago they said hey i relayed this to the team they're gonna talk about it like you can't expect an immediate result in the first week so I hate how it's set up right now, but I'm willing to give them time to hopefully, God, I pray, fix it because I can't spend the next five years playing this game having to be on together <laughs> as a guild every six days. Um, that that would just, oh my God. Talk about things. The second I get my eighth R8, because I do have my list of eight and then I'm done with that, I am not going to hit the raid and I will let everybody else hit the raid and I'm just going to sit there I'll take 40th place or whatever it is. Yeah, I, I can't do it, man. I, I just, I, I literally don't have the time or availability for it. Yeah. Like it, it, if I can find an hour in the day, they, like it's, unless I can find someone who's willing to do it like pretty late at night. And usually for, for people in the States, it's a pretty unreasonable time to expect a lot of people to want to get together and do that. So like, you have how many right now? Eight on my list. Well, well, how many do you have, though? Oh, I I have three. I In theory, I could have a fourth if I had the other materials. Okay, so you, you could have, you've had, you've, you've had uh, so 80 total salvage? Yeah. Or whatever? Uh, yes, yeah. Okay, I, I have almost 30. Like, that's that's <laughs> right. how little time I, like, I just, right. and, and I've, I've even done two, uh, I've done two mercs to get to get that much. I just, I don't have time to, I'm always in the top 40. Like that's just, it's my lot in life. So yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting behind. I don't, I haven't even placed my first one. I don't even have the salvage, the, the, the farmable part. I don't have that. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, well, that, that the farmable part is what killed me. Oh my God, you need 180 of those pieces 
and that's oh, that's that's a lot. Um, that's so much. But oh, it is. It's a ton. Um, <laughs> anyways, we yeah. So I do find myself pretty frustrated with with some of the stuff the CG does, like this this raid stuff. Like I I don't have the available. I don't have a full hour to give uh, of my life right now. I just that's not. You know, I guess yeah. I guess that's maybe it's reasonable, but like they already had a lot to do in the game, so right. Um, yeah, I've I've started on the raid, only hitting phase one, <laughs> and then just being done with it because I, I don't want to have I don't want to have that much more um, or time spent on it, and it's time spent waiting. Like it's not even. Here, We've let been me engaging. do something. Right. It's like, all right, I just did something for five minutes. I'm happy with 7%. Oh, but now this person wants to do this rerun. And then this part, we have to wait for this person. Guys, we're 3% short. We need somebody to jump in and do three more percent. And it's like, oh my God. Um, just to, just let me hit the rate and go away, please. Um, yeah. All right. Um Anyways, enough about the raid, I think. Yeah, probably. We probably <laughs> move on from that. Um, you know, we don't have much news in this section. So there was there was an interesting podcast question that we could actually devote some time to. Um, and when I mentioned it before the stream, you said, oh, God. So here we go. Let's talk about the Empire. Uh, long live the Empire. Um, <laughs> oh, the question was... Who is the best Empire leader and why is it Tarkin? And we're about to spend the next 10 minutes telling you why it's not Tarkin. <laughs> it is Gar Saxon. Uh, no. no. But so, <laughs> it might be eventually. Who knows? I, it could be. With Mandalorians, right. you never know. Um, I wanted it to be him. CG thought it was him for a little bit. <laughs> CG did, Top Hat thought, did think Gar Saxon was going to be a thing and then he wasn't. Uh, oh, Which poor he's... He's owned up to, but <laughs> he has. Ross, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, oh, geez. Thank you, Ross. So let's talk about Empire leaders. So part of the problem with for Gar, <laughs> um, part of the reason Empire leaders, there's, there's no one best Empire leader. Because um, I, I feel like they're all sort of situational. You know, I, I think... EP is probably the best overall Empire leader, but I also haven't used EP as a leader in months now, which I find kind of funny. Yeah, he he can get the job done. It's just he's not a necessary component to a lot of the counters that we need to use right now. But yeah, like that that was my with my prevail man account. Like that was the first like almost no brainer Zeta. Like you you unlock Palp pretty early and easily, and you throw that Zeta on his lead, and then you suddenly like you because you get unlock Vader pretty quick, and you suddenly have a, a team that can actually like move. You know, you get Bastilashan right. Fallen uh, unlocked pretty easy. Get her to gear eight, which isn't that bad, and. And that team has legs. Like it, it's, oh, yeah. it's really good. So, uh, you know, all those debuffs. Of course, there are things that can counter it early game. We don't need to get into all that. But I, I will say, like, yeah, he he's an extremely versatile Empire lead. Right. Extremely and then strong. I will. So 
Vader lead was my second Zeta ever. I will never, never not like Vader lead. Um, oh man, I, I've always loved it in theory. And then they added Merciless Massacre and yeah, I, I mean, if I had to choose one Empire leader right now, it would be him. Right. It, it would be him and we'll talk about the other one shortly, but Vader just adds so much to this. Like, so you get the offense plus 30% offense when you have a Relic 7 Vader it's just and it's just absurd to begin with. But then you get the turn meter removal when you do damage. So it's not like EP gaining turn meter removal, which is, it's much more visible with EP because Vader does a force crush and then immediately gets another turn. But with Vader, he is removing turn meter and then he gets the docks to stick. And Vader's whole kit is this, well, not the whole kit, but the saber throw, which relies on debuffs. And here's Vader lead that the debuffs don't go away. Like, that is, you know, uh, his lead is so well designed for his kit. And you look at a lot of these Galactic Legend counters, and it's like, oh, look, use Vader lead so that he can take advantage of 17 dots on Ray right now. Or, you know, 17 dots on whoever. And he throws for 600,000. And you're just like, wow, that's a thing. Oh, yeah, he's... I, I love that he's so strong. They made him exactly the way I would want him to be in the lore. Like, I hope that he doesn't get out distanced over time. Right. I agree. I, yeah, I, I, I hope that he stays as strong as he is right now because he should be. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, he should be this strong if you actually care about Star Wars. Um, and then, so... The next, uh, the next leader in my ranking is really a toss-up between two. And it's a very situational thing of either Piet or Thrawn. And it all depends on how you're using them. Because nobody used Thrawn lead. I had one, one shard mate that used Thrawn lead in the DR meta. Because um, he re refused to farm meta teams. And it worked for him. But... Piet lead is basically the Vader lead. Just take away the dot sticking, and instead you take 15 speed away from your uh, opponent if they're light side. And that, that comes in very useful if you're going up against like a Jedi Knight Luke team or any team where the opponent's going to outspeed you and you need just a little bit of speed. Oh, yeah. Piet, Piet is situationally so useful. Yeah. And and he is, I mean, he gives the offense that Vader does. So you can use the Piet lead and not lose a lot. Because if you're running Empire, you're probably going to be using uh, Vader in most cases. So it, it's nice keeping that offense up too. Like, I'm not going to use Piet every time, but when I use him, I don't feel like I'm losing much. Yeah, I... Here's the here's my thing about so yeah I, I love Piet um, you know of course I, I love I do think that Thrawn is an underused 
character uh, in terms of lead like he's he always does he always punches up uh, like he does better than i ever you know like he, he's so his lead is so versatile and people forget like the the ability to dispel those debuffs like people are like oh well what if i don't need to dispel a debuff i think the thing about thrawn though is you use that ability if you want to just pass the turn to someone else if it's inconvenient if your if your turn order has gotten mixed up you can just uh you can just have someone like oh i'm gonna just skip my turn here and, but i'm not gonna reset my turn meter i'm just gonna take half of my turn meter away and let someone else go yeah like it can i feel like the times that i've used the thrawn lead lately to like to take out a counter like ray teams with malik and stuff like it it can i find myself like really like you know because i, I tend to be like i want to want to i can use a lot of the abilities to uh, greater impact um like i can figure out like i'm like oh this is sweet like okay i'm gonna just like get rid of my turn for a minute this person's gonna take a turn and now i'm gonna take a turn like i, I get a i get to like kind of maximize my turn order and you know it, it's like the perfect ability for thrawn lore wise too because you know, he's like maneuvering things. He's like making sure that everyone goes at the right time in the right place. It's, it's uh, underutilized, and yet I don't use him that often as lead. So right, I I, I've I've had the throne lead Zeta pretty much since I unlocked him. I've never regretted it because every once in a while I'll just break it out and it's like, man, I really needed that. That's great, but I don't. Um, I just, I don't use it that often. And I know you like the Vader counter to Ray, um, where when I do it, I usually use, or the the Thrawn counter to Ray, I should say, in 5v5. Um, yeah, it, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I, if you, you have used to. It more, you used it more than I do. Um, and then, so for my fifth, I, I would put Veers just because it's what makes the troopers team run. Like that's, um, you know, it, he is what makes troopers troopers. So I think he has to be in the top five of the faction because he makes an entire team go. Like Stark, I know Stark and now Piet are the ones that make the team get the initial turn meter, but it's all because of Veers. And so I would I, I would put Veers. Um, as the fifth best. Sure. So, so I agree. I, like I, I tend to think that all of those leads are better uh, than Tarkin. Yeah. Um, that being said, well, I, maybe you have more to say about this. I, I do. I do want to discuss actually Tarkin's lead because there sure. are some good things about it. But if you there want are. to talk, we could talk about other leads if you like first. Well. I, I, I'm kind of done with my top five. Those were my top five. Um, and then you'd probably get to Tarkin. I actually, he's not on the list because I've never actually used him as a leader. But when Krennic came out and I thought his lead was going to be a thing, luckily I did not give it to Zeta, but I really thought that Krennic's lead was going to be something. And then it unfortunately just, what palp was released a month and a half later and they were like goodbye krennic it was nice knowing you um yeah uh, yeah i mean i don't think he was ever meta anyways i think 
Like for a oh. while, I thought that I was going to use Krennic with Death Trooper on like a Thrawn lead team, actually. Uh, that was going to be good. I, I even, that's why I have the Death Trooper Zeta. I was like that close to using that team. And then just like overnight, they stole my, stole my aspirations. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but yeah, like Krennic could be good. I think the the thing that I was always disappointed in was it looks like Krennic could be amazing in the Hoth uh, territory battle, and uh, you have to Zeta. I think you have to Zeta his lead to make it happen. Yeah, and he was really hard to get at that time, anyways. Like he wasn't really he was released at like this awkward point in time, and by the time that he could actually farm him and use him, so many other teams have been developed that you didn't need him, and you didn't want to spend a Zeta on a character that you would only use in Hoth territory battles because he wasn't even like the optimal choice it was like mm -hmm. oh yeah you could i guess but why not just do other things instead <laughs> right um yeah but so now that we've talked about that and obviously gar saxon is the best with his counter attack but you know <laughs> people just don't know because they won't gear him up uh but not, e not even our champion on this channel uh Soon, but for soon, and so we'll have mud. Oh, we don't have many days left. We only have like six days left. Hold on, I can I can update you on Mudbum's channel. Channel, if you get, if he gets up to fifty thousand um, channel points donated, Prime Force has to uh, gear up Gar Saxon to G thirteen, and. Right now they're at thirty-four thousand. So we have six days to donate the rest. Okay, so we need get... to actually we do need to donate to Mudbum then for this to happen. Yeah, but it's not a money thing. It's a right. watching the channel thing in Prime. I am have I am lurking on Mudbum playing World of Warcraft right now to build up channel points to make you Oh shoot, I'm gonna um, do that too right now. And I have the Gambit podcast page doing the same thing. So we could go over there and donate. I'm building it up to donate it on the fifth day and the 23rd hour, <laughs> just just for you. Um, but yeah, so uh, Gar Saxon is a thing as well. Um, but so we should probably talk about Tarkin now, since that's the question was based off of Tarkin. Um, so... Basically, Tarkin's lead is he adds 30 speed to, to, to your team. Um, 28. Well, if you have the Zeta, it's 30. <laughs> yeah. So if you want an extra two speed for the Zeta, um, it is 30. Actually, most people aren't going to have that Zeta, so I'll just click. Um, Empire allies gain 28 speed, and then you inflict defense down for two turns on enemies that fall below 100% health. During an Empire Allies turn, effect can't be resisted. So let's be honest, this entire leadership is 30 speed. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. A leadership that gives 30 speed is, or 28 speed can be very useful. Um, yeah, but, so. But is it is it a top five in, in the faction, let alone the rest of the game? All right, so. I guess, you know, you've spent some time savaging him a little bit, but, you know, by promoting other guys, I, 
I'll, I'll give him a little love though. Cause he, I think he deserves more love than you're giving him, frankly. Um, uh, I don't, okay. I'm not saying he's a world beater. I'm not saying he's amazing. Uh, I will say that sometimes you just need more speed and like you, you need your Vader to be faster. And at, like uh, someone in chat said this, and this is exactly my thought, especially in 3v3, which before you discount 3v3, two fifths of our GACs are 3v3 right now. Like that's, that's almost half. Like it's whatever else you say about it, like 3v3 is something we need to oh, be yeah. planning a around. Um, and like, uh, will I use him in 5v5 as lead? Probably not. But in 3v3, sometimes like Vader's a one man killing machine. Like sometimes he needs to be faster than a team. Like just last week, in fact, I needed to kill a trooper's team. They had, you know, they had their plus 20 speed and they were already like at 300 something uh, before that. And so my Vader needed to catch up. Uh, Piet wasn't enough because I they were I was trying to kill a troopers team so they're dark side so Piet doesn't help with speed there. Uh, I could add a Palpatine for another sixteen. Of course, Vader gives himself sixteen, and then Tarkin not only gives him that plus eight for being Empire if he's lead, he also gives him plus twenty eight. That got me like just like two speed faster than their Piet, and is able to kill their full team using Tarkin lead, and like no other empire character would have been able to do that i was hurting for options to kill that team anyways like uh, situationally that lead is extremely useful sure and i i i've never i, I won't say that it's a bad leadership like it, it's certainly not i just don't think it's anywhere near the best leadership on the empire faction um but no. 28 speed is 28 speed you know uh, if you need it, you have it, essentially. I just, you have to look at his lead as literally only the speed. And like I said, I, there are plenty of other leaders that do the same things. It's just, okay, I'll, I'll use Tarkin once every third week, you know? Like, sure. it, it's just not a, there's nothing else about the lead other than the speed that gets me wanting to use him like vader has offense and turn meter manipulation palp has um all the turn meter manipulation you know piet has speed down on your opponent plus offense thrawn has the little half turn veers makes an entire mini faction viable it's it's like it's just elite it's it's the old it doesn't suck type thing like whenever somebody puts a mod on our discord channel you'll say well it doesn't suck and it's like that's how i feel about the tartan lead like it doesn't suck but i'm not going to go champion it either so so I, i'm not saying we should put the zeta on him i'm not saying that he is a world beater i think that the person saying why is Tarkin the best lead in Empire is, I think they're wrong, frankly, um, not not in any kind of rude way, but I, I do think that that's dramatically overstating it. Uh, I think he he can be very useful, though. Like uh, people people are foolish to discount him as an option. I guess that's that's the main thing. Like don't go out and gear him unless you want Sith Eternal Emperor or you want his ship to be really good. 
but yeah, like he, he, he has his uses and it, we shouldn't go so far in our scorn to as to just dismiss him entirely. That's all. Oh yeah. No, I, I won't, I, I won't completely dismiss him. I just don't think of him <laughs> most of the time. Um, you know. On the, the playbook, uh, Fatal is in chat right now. He's right. He says, I wouldn't gear anything in the next couple of days. And that, that does go back to what we were talking about before. Just yeah. uh, like, we're probably going to get something big pretty soon. I haven't, I've barely applied any gear. So I, yeah, I, I have, but that's because I, I 100% think we're going to need armor for something. So, right. I want yeah, to get her essential to it. Yeah, I want to get her to gear 11 because she is one of those things like if you need her last minute and you have to apply 600 Kyrotex, like you're screwed. <laughs> you either have to spend $100 or you're screwed. And I don't want to do that. So I want to get her to gear 11 uh, as fast as possible. That way, if they say you need the armor tomorrow, I can say, oh, thank God, I only need 100 Kyrotex. Like I can farm those. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So we've been blathering on for about an hour when the biggest event in Grand Arena history happened this week. So why don't why don't we transition to how this week goes or went? Because we do actually also have a bunch of podcast questions yeah. other than that <clears throat> one that we just talked about. Um, so. Setting setting everybody up, we're three and zero coming out of last week. Um, you start yeah. your week at three and zero. How did your week begin? Ah, uh, so uh, honestly, uh, th this was an epic week for me. Honestly, all three of my streams, I I feel like all three of my matches were worth like they would normally be like the highlight of my week in any other week. Um, so this one was no different. So I, it started off sleepy. Like I, I saw this guy, he he plays Grand Arena every time, uh, but he has low lifetime banners. He makes poor decisions, doesn't win much and, and puts bad teams on defense. And I was pretty sure I was like, I'm just gonna run this guy over. So I didn't really change much on my defense. I kept it, I actually made it a little, little bit stronger than usual, uh, just just because I like to put a little more pressure, a little more squeeze on people if I feel like they're going to uh, be making poor decisions and they, you know, it, it's just, if I feel like I have a skill or a material advantage, I like to just apply extra pressure just to, just to make it so that they're I don't know, it, it increases my odds of winning because it puts more trust in myself and my own abilities. And, and if it's a thing I think I know I'm, I have an advantage on, if I'm pretty sure, then why not? Why shouldn't I push? So that's what I did. And then this guy went and placed every single team. Like they, they did the, the same thing as uh, my opponent from a couple seasons ago in 3v3 did. He placed all his Galactic Legends. He placed DR, uh, uh, General Skywalker, uh, Commander Luke, like ev every single team possible on defense. Like there were no easy teams. And so I, I had, I, I was immediately like, well, I think I win this. I don't think he can clear me. 
unless his back zone is just garbage, which it wasn't. It had two more Galactic Legends in there. Um, and so I had I had to pull off pull out a lot of stuff. Like I I ended up getting a very poor score on it, uh, like 120 less banners than it normally do because I failed a lot. Had to multi shot multiple like all three Galactic Legends needed more than one hit to get through. Um, and I eventually, like I used troopers to finish off the uh, to finish off Sith Eternal Emperor. Like it was. It was epic. And at the end, it was like, wow, I, I did it. We full cleared. Terrible banners, but we did it. He placed both GT2 fleets. Um, and that guy who was going to be make kind of for a boring stream actually ended up making it pretty exciting, in my opinion. So it started off well, I guess. Like it, it sucks that I dropped so many banners, but I don't know. That, that's not my biggest concern. So got, got the win. Um, and you, you actually got a very similar opponent. They just decided to do something different. How was your, how was your, uh, round match one? So. My, my match one was a bit of a joke. Um, so my opponent, I'm trying to find the quote. Um, so in game chat, the guy sent me a message after, after everything was over. Let's, uh, oh, good. I can pull it up. So he said, uh all low level characters so literally every every fight i did was a solo until the fleets and then he just has fleets built up so he set actual fleets um so i got a 56 on every single ground battle except for one because i went in with a veteran han solo solo i did the han solo solo in front and then I went in and did a vet Han solo solo um, just for giggles, basically. Um, so I got 55 banners there and that one banner ended up costing me, damn it. Cause I finished with 2699 as a score. I just missed out on 2700. Um, and then afterwards the guy attacked me and he still lost my Jedi Master Luke. He literally had everything on offense. Lost my Jedi Master Luke and gave up. And then he sent me a message that said, wow, you beat me. That's unbelievable. Just kidding. I like to make fun of people who take this event seriously. Enjoy the win. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> How are you making fun of me? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> uh, but I did actually respond, you know, kill stupidity with kindness so it's like hey thanks for not auto setting because that that would have been mind numbing this was actually a little bit of fun like yay you uh but yeah so it was a joke i said i spent more time coming up with on how i could max my banners than i did actually doing the fights that last like 10 seconds a piece uh so we are both now well four and oh one and oh on the week uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your second matchup here? It's, <laughs> I, I heard it was fairly quiet. Uh, oh, dude. <laughs> okay, so, you know, it's a Gambit fight night, and, uh, oh, man. this. So I had noticed earlier in the week that I was in the same group as someone with a very similar name to uh, a content creator that I knew of, and uh, I wasn't sure if it was that person or not. 
Uh, so I went about verifying it and it turned out, yes, it was in fact, it, it's uh, Urzatron or Urz, I think is just what he's known as now. Uh, used to be called Urzatron, I feel like, but uh, he, he came back to the game. He quit for a while. He came back and he now has an alt. I think they're calling it, or may, maybe it actually is, who knows? Um, wink, wink. But uh, it's, he, he calls it Mrs. Tron's account, like his wife's account, essentially. Uh, and it conveniently has all of the Galactic Legends. It has all the toys, uh, you know, all the things that, put it at the level of my account so we could get matched up. And uh, so a lot of people were like, well, he doesn't really take him seriously. Like he'll probably just lose his round because we didn't get it paired up initially. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to win my first one if I can. I'm not going to just like lose just to pair up with him, which I'm actually in some ways, I think that maybe that was the a poor mindset. Like after how epic our match ended up being, I, I almost think it would have been worth throwing away, uh, like just losing a couple matches just to get paired uh, because, you know, he's a, he is a way bigger streamer. We, we said it at the start of the, of the uh, stream, like he's bigger than I am and he has a huge crowd that watches him live. Like he's a streamer specifically. It's not just uh, like a YouTuber, like he makes, he has a huge live crowd. And so <clears throat> Yeah, we, we ended up getting paired. We had a one in three, I think, chance of getting paired, but we did. We got it. Uh, it happened. And so everything, like, everything had to take shape in, like, a day. We, we had a day to prepare. And um, so we, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Like, what... What were your thoughts, Solo? Like going into like the preparation stuff. Like we, you know, we're gonna have, we're gonna have again yeah, fight night and all of this. Like from your perspective, what, what were you thinking about? Um, God, I, I don't even know to be honest with you. The first, my first feeling was, all right, Jared, you better win. Um, because if you're going to have this spotlight on you. You want to show people, like, everybody knows that you are an amazing player. And so it was killing me inside if you didn't win. Like, I would have been so pissed. Not not at anyone, just, you know, in general. Because I, when you have the spotlight shown on you, I, I want to see you do the best. And so I actually feel like I was fighting with you at one point. Because you're like, well, what if he proposes doing, you know, some gimmick or something? I was like, God damn it, don't do that. Um, <laughs> show, show everybody who you are. Um, and luckily he didn't, and it did actually get to be a knock them out, drag them out fight. Um, so I was, <laughs> I was cautious, cautiously optimistic for you. And I was really just hoping that everything went off well. You know, speaking, we won't, haven't spoke of last night yet, but like stupid little things happen when you're streaming and 90% of the time, nothing bad happens, but every once in a while, like the computer decides to just shut off or the power goes off or sure. Comcast decides that now is the time we're going to upgrade your internet. Like, I'm so glad nothing funky happened during all of this as well. Oh man. Yeah, I was, I, it, 
it that 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 is always a factor you never know um gosh so we and it was such a such a crazy night we uh we ended up you're right he did not he did not ask me to place any weird defenses or something you know like somewhat one of his friends was had been telling me like oh yeah if you guys do get paired i'll probably just ask you to place some the the best teams to have a to have like an entertaining stream and like what does that what does that mean like to me it's like what like you just like place some bad teams and you can theatrically butcher them like it's not you know it's not interesting to me as a competitive player uh but he didn't ask for that uh and i think he recognized like i i want to win in grand arena and i want to challenge like i people have said before like i i've said before like well if you're gonna place a crazy ridiculous defense and then just refuse to play like instead maybe think about giving your opponent like a layup instead give them like an easy match um and i stand by that but some people have taken it like they're like you think you deserve an easy match i'm like i i don't i'll never ask for an easy match like give me your best that's what i want and so Urs, who's kind of been, he's kind of rusty. He's, he has, he was out of the game for several months. Doesn't know all the Galactic Legends. He has a bunch of good friends who play the game who are like, they actually listen to this podcast. A lot of them do. Um, and he, he formed a war council. It was what they called themselves or a war room. Um, and so they spent from their own lips, they said they spent 22 hours studying and crafting this defense against me. And I, I was really tired and went to bed a little early. Like I didn't, I spent way less time on prep than I should have on my defense. I was just like, uh, well, we'll mostly go. I needed to just go with what I knew. Frankly, I knew, I knew that the guys crafting the defense were going to be tricky. So I kept Jedi Revan. Um, but it, my prep did was probably a little bit underwhelming frankly i was i was exhausted work has been killing me lately uh it's just you know how real life works and ah so so we got to the final we got to the match and uh initially we were actually planning he was going to do his attacks and i was going to do mine and uh we were able to kind of like we were able to meet in the middle like normally he starts way or way too early and I start way too late streaming for us for our times to match, but we kind of both were able to uh, meet in the middle, and that that was super helpful actually. Um, yeah. So uh, we we ended up being able to go blow for blow. So like he even like flipped a coin. We called heads. He rolled tails. Apparently, we had to trust him on that. So we had no idea what was heads or tails. <laughs> he announced it. I I know he wasn't. Oh. Anyways, so it was on. Like, he didn't place his token defense that he normally does. Uh, you know, normally he's a... He, he is... I, it, I will say this. Like, not not in any kind of dismissive way. Because he, he showed that he's got some real game if he wants to bring it. Uh, but he's, he's kind of typically known as, like, an entertainer. He wants to play with the cool toys. He wants to destroy things and do it in a very, you know, like, fun, cool way with, you know, lots of, like, intros and production value it's it's a he puts on a good great show um but uh it's like a, a terrible defense like he, he often goes the oh and three in a week so um you know he didn't place that defense this time though like that like i said they studied all my stuff all my tendencies it was a crazy match um 
and yeah, uh, we got there and man, what, so, so, so we, we hooked everything up. We got the stream rolling. Like, what were your thoughts then? Like, you know, we started, started the matchup. Like what were some of your observations there? Like, cause, cause you guys should know it's Friday night. It's, it's Gambit fight night. So Solo was there with me. So was Kleso. The, probably the two guys I would want with me most in that situation, frankly, because uh, tons of people watching, like 600 people watching uh, or more. Um, what were your initial thoughts, like, of just the circus that was going on solo? Yeah, well, real quick, let me say thank you to Gom for the raid. Um, oh, yeah, thank you. So the initial thoughts were, thank God he had a worm, because my, my biggest complaint, when you go up against people they will that know you're a streamer they're like well you had somebody else on stream that helped you beat them or like you had the chat that helped you beat them and it's like yeah but when you're doing the raid you can ask your guild mate hey i'm up against this team like how do i beat this so the fact that he had a war room made me happy because then Klesho and i don't have to feel bad about helping you like i was going to help you anyway because that's what we do on the fight night and that's why people watch us to kind of talk out fights but i was so happy that he also had a group of people helping him because hey it's just realistic like we have a discord server filled with how do i beat this team how do i beat this team type of situation you know and so everybody does it so it just when both sides are doing it and doing it openly it's almost like a okay, now nobody can use that as an excuse. Whether you win, whether he wins, nobody can use it as an excuse of you're getting help from somebody else. Um, but then you start to see the numbers of people watching. And it's just like, good Lord, these numbers just keep going up and up and up. And on both streams, like ours. So, I, you know, I keep track of how... Um, how many viewers Urs gets on Twitch and he's, he gets a good amount of people, but I feel like that number was almost doubled on Friday night. Uh, and uh, Rampage, I have no clue what Urs's biggest stream was, but he had a ton of people as well. So like, it was good for both of you, which I'm very happy about as well. Oh yeah. Well, and like I said before, like he, I couldn't, we couldn't have made this uh, crazy event uh, nearly as crazy as it was without him hyping it up. So like he yes. cut a promo, like talking smack to me, like you're going to come up in my club, like, and, you know, try to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to beat you down. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not doing great representation, but like he was talking smack. It was great. Um, you know, like, and, and you could tell it was good natured. It wasn't like him, like actually being, right. he was you know, laughing like, in part of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he yeah. was, he was, uh, yeah, he couldn't quite take himself seriously enough to make it like super intimidating feeling, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I appreciated that because then I, I made my own and, you know, mine, mine was just kind of riffing off of what he said. And it, it was, it was a good time. Like, so I was able to show, I was able to show everyone like the, you know, his, his promo. And then I just played mine right after that. And, you know, I, I feel like that kind of set the tone. Like, you know, we were both, we both wanted to win, but we were being good natured about it. Right. Agreed. Um, so why don't we get into. Oh, the look action. at that. Urs is actually on right now. Oh, he is. Look at that. 
Uh, largest stream since Darth Revan release. Man, that's fantastic. I'm glad it worked out for both people. Like, <laughs> that was just a fun, fun night. Um, but yeah, so why don't we talk about the actual gameplay? Like, um, so, because it was, that was one hell of a match for both sides. Um, oh, it, so, it was. <laughs> so how'd you feel going through it? Uh, well, first off, I when I saw the defenses, I, and I knew who had placed them. I knew who had had their hand in it. And then someone was like, "Oh yeah," and Clash has has a like Clash special in the back. And I was like, <laughs> "Damn it all, Clash! Like what the hell, dude? <laughs> like there's there's all these people, all these people getting in on it. Um, uh, like I, I it's like I don't I I couldn't research." That, that was what the, that was the other thing. Like when I placed my defenses, I had no idea what I was going to be able to place that was going to be effective because like all of his defenses were moot. He was going to use something totally different because this was a to- this is a, an event where he was actually like going to place some legitimate defenses. And so, yeah, I had I had no idea what what I was going to like run into what what, what they had dared to place in the back. Like I don't think he'd ever placed a Galactic Legend on defense until then. And then right smack in the middle there. There's a uh, there's Jedi Master Luke on defense in the front zone, and so I was I I had to proceed cautiously, and um, you know we started I started off I I was like all right let's let's get one that I know is going to get me a fifty four so I, I took uh, Kylo with first order executioner and Watt killed a clone team with three PO got fifty four um, which is good like that was I needed with all those people watching the chat was going so crazy. Like people were donating, people were yelling threats and obscenities and cheers. <laughs> and it was like, it was crazy. We should, I actually should have thought about getting someone to uh, moderate for us. We just, I didn't we even think of that. Yeah. Nothing bad yeah. happened, but you know, I didn't have a moderator other than, you know, us. So uh, anyways, we, uh, you know, I, I, I took a team down. He, he actually attacked the top zone first. I think he probably felt the same way of like, let's knock down uh, like a team that I know I can beat. So you just try it on Geos, uh, you know, because he, I, I had actually placed Geos just as kind of a joke because he had been talking some smack in a previous, uh, in the stream right before he was like, you see, do you see this? Like, do you want to see some strategy, some theory craft? Like, watch watch how treya beats geos <laughs> you know like so i was like let's see if he can do it again and uh spoiler alert he totally could uh got a 52 on me so after that you know we we went back and forth and uh it was another thing too i had to hide my screen while i was selecting teams so that like the people watching me wouldn't go and like tell the war room they so they wouldn't <laughs> inadvertently see um you know, not that they're like trying to cheat, but they, I mean, you, you get get any advantage you can. I feel like so, you know that that was that was good. He, uh, it was it was just weird having to you know, and and after I attacked, then we'd we'd switch back to YouTube to watch Urza's attack. So we'd go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and uh, he started off. I started off with a small lead, and then he took a pretty big lead that he held for most of the match, actually. Um, Cause I had to kill a galactic legend. It, it went, I got like a 48 or something. Uh, it was a, 
it was a good fight uh back and forth back and forth um it was it was stressful though because you know he kept knocking down teams he kept using like optimized teams because his war room just kept on pumping out good idea after good idea and then all these teams were just so perversely difficult to beat because they were they had crafted them specifically to frustrate my offense um <laughs> so <laughs> i'm like trying to theory craft with 600 plus people watching me it's it's really it's really quite challenging so like uh, were you how were you feeling solo like what were you feeling the pressure too uh, I was uh, a little, you know, probably not as much as you because I wasn't actually playing the game. But, you know, the longer and longer that it went, that it stayed close. I mean, and you could see the pressure on your face. And then we'd switch over and watch Urza's stream, you know, on our stream. And you could see the pressure on his too. Where, And it was just like, so seeing you guys feel it, then I'm sitting there like, God, I was drinking faster than I've drank since quarantine, basically. Cause I'm like, I, I can't take this. I can't take this. Um, which unfortunately I still had to go after that. Uh, but uh, it was, and you could feel, you could feel it in the chat too. Like it was, it was basically just, I guess the, the best word for it is electric because everybody was excited um and the longer it went close the longer it went down to the wire it was like my god this is living up to the hype too it's not like you know sometimes you get the super bowls where in the first quarter the first quarter ends 21 nothing and you're like all right well this super bowl is over like this was it, it was literally coming down to the last battle and i'm glad that it got brought up. Somebody brought up in chat that you two should do the last battle um, at the same time. Like that, that wasn't talked about pre-stream, but somebody brought it up in chat and then we, it got brought up and it was like, man, that, that made it even better. Uh, Ooh, so man. it was, it, it was stressful to watch as well. It was, man, it was so tense. Like, it, it, so Urz is in our uh, chat right now. Like, he he's saying there was pressure 100%. Like, uh, and then, like so on his end, there was pressure. Like, it, it was just, it was like, if we fail, like, if you fail, everyone's going to be like, I, I don't know, like, you, you don't want to lose this moment. You don't want, like, you, we were just li living in this moment of just like, you know, we're both playing uh, like we we brought our a game and we're beating these teams and this score keeps fluctuating every time it's like okay you know i got a good kill in and then he'd go and he'd get an even better kill and so we got uh we got two fleets neither of us had dropped a fight and he was up by one banner after all the ground attacks were done he was up by one banner. And so I went in and killed one of his fleets. I got a 65. I was like, all right, he's not going to match that. Like th <laughs> this is, this is where I gain ground his fleets. Like this is, this is kind of one of the areas that I tend to have an advantage in, in most of my matches. And he didn't place the hardest fleets. Uh, and so I went in, I was like 65, good to go. He goes in, takes out my Radis for 66. <laughs> And, and so he was up by two going into the final fleet match. It, it was, I was just like, no, They're like, what, what am I going to do if I lose to a guy who like everyone's saying like, oh yeah, before the game, like 
dude, you're just going to destroy him, et cetera, because he, he does the entertainment stuff mostly. Like, But he brought his A game and he's got his war room advising him. Like, He's like this legitimate threat, but most people won't see it as that. Most people are going to see it as the guy who only whose only claim to fame is being good at Grand Arena, at, like lost to an entertainer. Like that, that's what people would distill it down into. And I was, I was like, I don't, I don't, uh, maybe my life is, will end now. I don't know. <laughs> um, but we, we did manage uh, in the end. Like, so like you said, we, so we got to the final match. We both went in at the same time. I managed to kill his fleet for 64. And so he would need a 62 to tie me. Uh, he brought malevolence in against my negotiator, and um, there there was a there was a bug. Uh, the people in the war room say like the bug didn't cost the match. Like he may what ended up happening. He did end up like losing that fight. So like like whew, you know we lost. But then but then it's like oh but there was a glitch. There was a bug. So of course like people are going to claim that he should have won. But the 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 war room were like no like that that might have that cost him the opportunity to win but he wasn't going to get enough banners to actually beat me so yeah. uh, like at at the at least at the very end I, I did end up full clearing one shot uh, he he had that one fail on ships and and that was it I could let let out a sigh of relief and like just tension and i i was i was shedding tension the, the whole rest of that night it was <laughs> it was crazy uh totally totally nuts he yeah he put up a heck of a fight way better than i thought he would frankly like just just from a, i mean i don't i haven't watched a ton of his stuff frankly and uh you know he has the reputation as an entertainer i you, you just make these assumptions and it, it's you know, I'll admit when I'm wrong, I shouldn't have. Like, he always used to play like these really goofy teams of like Lobot versus the meta and like trying to use all these like weird comps to beat the the good teams. And you have to be a good player to be able to theorycraft that stuff. And so, you know, credit where credit's due. Like he played a heck of a game on uh, his war room, played a heck of a game. I, uh, you know, I've gotten nothing but positive from anyone like his community was real classy like a few of them were you know like joking like oh well fleet sucks so that that doesn't count or wins because he went on ground and you know i can get that i can get i can understand that but um you know he was real classy congratulating me um you know all of it most of his community almost every single one of them though were like oh that was great Zareth. you know really nice people actually <laughs> yeah it was it was a lot of fun Urs, we got a I don't know how we could engineer it to happen again, but that was, that was, I don't know. That was the stream. That was the, that was the biggest stream I've ever been part of by far. It was, uh, it was something special. And like even Cubs like did a video on it. Like they, him and Heinze talked about like, oh yeah, like the, one of the biggest GAC matches ever, you know, in Grand Arena. It's pretty cool. It was, it was, it was, it was a very fun night. Um, and I'm so glad that you were able to start early because, you know, normally the Gambit fight night, we start, well, right around midnight on the East Coast. So it was so, it was made so much better that you were able to start 
an hour and a half early, um, which you are not on the East Coast. So that was very early for you. Um, but it was, you know, so Gom has talked about recently on his streams of basically what's better. You, you set your GET to fleets on defense and your opponents just keep theirs for offense and you basically cancel each other out or do you keep yours for offense and then your opponent ends up setting one for defense and then it just cancels out. Like, what do you do on fleet? And that is, I generally uh, fall into the, uh, you know, just make sure you clear fleets (laughs) camp. Like I, I don't care what happens. I will get good banners. You will get good banners. Let's make this go on the ground. Um, but it, it's amazing to watch that the entire thing came down to one battle in the fleets. <laughs> like just one battle. And it's like, oh, good Lord. Uh, talk about talk about stress going into the last battle. Yeah, it was crazy, man. It was really good. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I, I just can't. I don't know. I I don't know. If, I don't. I don't think we could have made it any better, frankly. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> uh, um, let me see here. What What were you gonna say? Oh no, I I was just going uh, to say that it. You know, after this, it, it kind of spawned everyone talking about uh, how can we make this happen? Because for CG, too, this is basically free advertising. It's like Battle of the Heavyweights. Uh, what, we had probably 800 to 1,000 people watching live. Like, how, how do you make this happen more often? Um, and I would love, <laughs> love to see it. Um, happen in the future Uh, well and that's honestly that's kind of the thing that i took away from it it's like that that was so epic man and people loved having that back and forth people loved having the like the drama of you know like we one hit another hit like there was one point people said in the chat and i agree like we had a time where like I used Night Sisters against a pretty sketchy team, and I I was able to get the win. And then he used Night Sisters against a sketchy team, and he was able to get the win. And it was like one bad RNG moment away from total disaster. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's well, that's the definition of Night Sisters right there. Uh, one bad RNG moment away from disaster, always. Um, the one thing. Well, actually, Gig brings up a great point in chat of, it wasn't my fault, guys. I did not. I didn't place myself in front of the score. <laughs> um, but oh, no, geez, um, <laughs> I didn't. I was so stressed out. I was. I was working on. I was trying to control everything, and I'm normally not the guy who does the tech, but because we were doing it on my channel, I right. had to. Yeah, and people were like, "What's the score? What's the score?" So we had to like. I was like, I, I just can't mess around with this right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm just too busy, like just trying to survive here. Like yeah. I can't work on like moving solo, even though it would have been, would have been easy. Like, um, 
Um, but so, uh, oh, the one, uh, the other thing I want to point out when he talked about building hype, it wasn't just like you and Urs um, building hype. Like Nev from uh, the Escape podcast was tweeting about it and getting a bunch of retweets and comments, you know, Team Hall versus Team Gambit. And it was just fun to see the entire community engage. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was just cool. Like, and, and it was, I liked that it was, it became something bigger than just like Zareth versus Urz. It was like Gambit, you know, like we've, we've, we've built kind of a, you know, this competitive community and people want to watch our stuff. They want to hang out. We want to talk about competitive play and uh, Urz and his community have, uh, you know, their own separate, like really cool identity as well. It was so cool. And like, I wouldn't say like pageantry exactly, but it was just really fun to be able to, uh, it was just really fun to be able to see our our two groups kind of, you know, talking to each other, and, you know, and like people people on his stream or people from his side would come over on uh, on my channel and they'd be like, ha, ah, like Urs prevails, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh uh, yeah, it, it was, it was fun. And you know, part of me is really happy about this because th this is how, you know, you get natural growth of a channel. Like everybody starts and they're like, how how do you grow your channel? And man, this is how you do it. Like you just had all of Urza's people are sitting there watching you and watching how you play. And so it introduces them to you. But at the same time, all of our people are then watching Urs play and Urs is I mean you want to talk about entertaining like and hopefully he picked up like people that watched him for the first time or the first time uh since he's come back and like this is how a community grows and builds and uh, that's probably what I'm excited about because you know I'm I was involved by default um you know being on the stream with you but I love seeing like the intermingling of the communities. Yeah. And not like the Reddit hate intermingling. <laughs> right. Like it, it was like, I think one of my favorite aspects of it, actually, like I, the day, the day of, I went on his discord server and like all of his fans were just talking smack to me. So I was, you know, I was kind of like just hitting them back a little bit, like nothing, nothing like serious at all, but you know, we <laughs> Uh, we went our rounds and it, it was it was fun you know like one of them told a your mom joke about me and you know i just i i said it back to them it was it was good yeah because you know something back i was you know just that that contest it was fun <laughs> oh and no we don't need that i've had enough of my going up against content creator challenges recently um <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Solo versus Urs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I yes. feel like Gig was proposing a solo versus uh, Kate a minute ago, too. Now that, that I would do. Uh, we could do that. Uh, <laughs> I, still, I still want the solo alt versus end all or uh, Fruit Ninja Mike matchup. Oh man, that would be sweet too. <laughs> so yeah. many, so many possibilities. Or Mudbum. <sighs> We need my alt to go up against Mudbum when he's on the show. <laughs> Gosh, people saying solo versus Zareth. And I don't, I really, 
I don't want that at all. <laughs> that, that, no, that would be a nightmare. No, no, thank you. It's bad enough. Last 3v3 season, we had Solo versus Zareth by default <laughs> when you helped my patron. Um, I know. Set defenses. I, I know. I was like considering trying to like use his, play his account, and I was like, I just can't do that, especially because we're competing in GA Center. Like, that would, <laughs> you know, in a lot of ways, like that would be unfair because like I have nothing to lose. You know, but right. I, I could I could absolutely mess with your standings. But if I lost, it was just someone else's account. So <laughs> right. Yeah. <sighs> All Anyways, right. we should probably start working on some other stuff, guys. That was uh, we still haven't even figured out the rest of the week. We should we should talk about the rest of our matches real yeah. quick and then we gotta get to podcast questions, I think. Right. Yes. Uh, so that was um so that was the start of Friday night. And here's the thing, both uh, Klesso and I, who were also on the stream, we both had difficult matches <laughs> going after that. Cause I was up against the guy that he had 2000 less lifetime banners than me. So I, I was up against the guy that basically just had one, one more loss total throughout the history of grand arena. Um, and he usually set two GLs on defense every time, and it was going to be a nightmare for me. Because, you know, 3v3 is almost like, um, you know, you're just playing the game of how many GLs can I set and still clear. And the more GLs that go on defense, the harder and harder it gets to clear in 3v3. And luckily, he only set one. Um, so I was able to full clear him, and then he got to my back zone and for the first time ever in 3v3, I set gas on defense. And I'm willing to bet when Grand Arena History comes out, he used his Sith Eternal Emperor to solo that gas and then couldn't beat my Jedi Master Luke that was hiding in the back. Um, that, that's the only thing I can imagine because he had three Galactic Legends on offense. Um, and so I, I, one of them was Sith Eternal, like... I expected my Jedi Master Luke to go down, and thankfully he did not, and I was able to pick up the win. So we both left Friday night exhausted, um, but we both left Friday night at 5-0 and on the season and 2-0 and on the week. So Sunday night comes around, and how do you <laughs> how do you approach Sunday night now that Friday night was such a spectacle? Oh man, <laughs> like, uh, I man. So, so my opponent actually like recognized me and messaged me, and they were like, "Hey, do you want to do something fun? Like, we could do like a theme, or we could do something, you know, like crazy." We he's like, we could even like I don't. He's like, I don't think I stand a chance against you. So I would even be fine with just like just taking it off. And he's like, I promise, you know, I'd I'd lose one fight at the start, and then we'd both just place trash and you know like you would win by default and <clears throat> i you know i believed him that he would actually do that but i want to play grand arena i don't want to just have someone forfeit so I, I also didn't have the mental energy to come up with something fun after something that draining after all those people were watching after such a huge stream i just needed something more laid back and so i was like i'm sorry I, i'm super boring um i just need to do a regular gac and he's like okay cool yeah let's do that um 
and then and then I I went to uh, like look up what he did like what his, his GAC history and it turns out he's he'd been undefeated so far this season um, and he was a really good player he's from Shadowlands you know one of the co competitive guild families in you know one of the PVP uh, expert guilds and. <clears throat> I was like, man, what have I done to myself? <laughs> like, why, why would I wish this on myself? This is crazy. I don't want to fight this guy. Uh, but I mean, I'd already said it, so I, I wasn't going to take it back. I, I stand by what I said. I, I want a good JC match, you know, uh, no shenanigans. So uh, let's see, he ended up, he was very efficient on me. He's a very efficient player. Like I think he averaged something above like 2670 in the first week which is insane. Like I, it, yeah, that, that is insane. So, um, and he ended up, he was efficient on me. He, he ended up failing on one fight that he said he always wins. Uh, and for some reason he lost, like RNG got him. And I was like, okay, so I've got one to lose. And so I was like, first, we're going to do this Ray match with this Ray mirror match. And Gom just did it. He was messing around. Like he messed, he, he made a ton of unoptimized moves. He still got a 53. I'm pretty sure I'm going to use Ray mirror match go. Um, and immediately Bastila died. <laughs> and I had, uh, I ended up getting a 48. So like Gom messing around was nowhere near me messing around. It was embarrassing. And then I had a new counter I wanted to try on the Commander Luke team with 3PO and, or with, yeah, with 3PO and Chupio. Uh, so went in with Treya and Scion and L3. I'd seen a video someone had done on it. Uh, looked very promising. Talked to the guy who made it. He was sure it was going to work. Uh, <clears throat> and it didn't. And so I had imme immediately had dropped one fight. And my opponent was not going to drop any fleets. Like he, he had left, he had left fleets, but he was going to beat them. Um, and I was like, all right. So I dropped, I dropped six banners on the Ray mirror match and I dropped 20 on commander Luke. I have to be perfect the rest of my way through. And uh, luckily I, I ended up doing that. I got, I got really good banners everywhere. So uh, I ended up, ended up being so that I was, efficient enough that even though he didn't do fleets it was a foregone conclusion that i would win uh, because he would need like a, a 69 on each to tie or something like that so you know and i have negotiator in there he's not going to get a 69 against that so uh got the win six and oh for the week and solo uh you just got done with a couple well with one pretty tough match the first one was yeah. a gimme uh how was you're going for a perfect record here well how how did you approach it? What were you looking at? So my opponent always set two Galactic Legends on defense when I looked at his history. Um, and rather than go all offense, I, I feel like this season we have completely flipped spots where you are going much more uh, offense heavy, with at least with your Galactic Legends. It's, I'm not saying that you set an easy defense by any stretch, but... In 5v5, you usually throw more Galactic Legends on defense than you take on offense. And then oh, yeah. um, on Sunday, I set the hardest defense I've set in a very long time. You know, my front wall was Darth Revan, Ray with IG-11 and Queel, and Gas. And then behind that, I had Jedi Master Luke, 
I had CLS and I had Finn Finn Poe and um, and Beskar Mando. And up top, I had Sha- uh, Shock Clones and General Grievous. So I did not set an easy defense. And basically, if I had lost the battle, I would have not been able to full clear. Like that, that's, I just put so much on defense that I just, I had nothing on offense, basically. Luckily, my opponent, so I open up the board and sitting there in the front is uh, a Darth Revan team I have to beat and a Ray team that I have to beat. And then, you know, an assortment of other things. And thank God my opponent put Ray in the top zone and not the bottom zone. So I was able to clear Darth Revan because I only had Supreme Leader Kylo and Sith Eternal Emperor on offense. And I was really worried that he was going to place uh, Bastila, Jedi Master Luke, and Watt in the back zone, and that I would need Supreme Leader Kylo for that. So the fact that he uh, put Ray up top let me see the back zone without having to counter Ray, which I think was a big part of my success because I was able to beat Darth Revan and Grievous and then a Night Sister team see the back zone. He kept three Galactic Legends on offense for the first time. Um, and so then I was able to use Sith Eternal Emperor and undersize the Ray team was able to solo a team with shock and setting the, the hardest defense I've ever set. And I ended up scoring 26, 71. Um, so there's that, uh, is ridiculous. Yeah, (laughs) it is. And I handed to my opponent. So my opponent was the first person this season that full cleared me. It took him a lot of attempts to full clear me, though. I think he lost five times. I ended up winning by over 100 banners. Um, It was – but I give him credit because, you know what, after he lost the first time, like, it's clear he lost the round. But he kept going. He fought through five losses, got the full clear. So, uh, I mean, you know, more power to him. And – Honestly, if he had set the defense a little differently, it could have ended completely in a completely different way. Um, but thankfully, he didn't because, uh, uh, yeah, I, I would have had if I had to fight that Ray first. I probably I would not have approached it all the same way. Or if I lost that Darth Revan fight, um, I actually would have gotten in a lot of trouble. So it all kind of worked out and I finished six and oh, um, and we both finished six and oh in what was an exhausting, exhausting week. And we still have two more weeks left of three V three. Yeah, it was, it was a, still a good week though. In my oh, oh yeah, no, no, it was, it was fantastic, but it exhausting. It took, it took a lot of mental power. Yeah. 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 I absolutely agree. I'm glad we got through it. Uh, unscathed really. At least our main accounts. Yes, agreed. Uh, all right, so that leads us to podcast questions. We do have a bunch of them. Uh, and I kind of like this idea of the first one. So let's, some of these are fast, fast questions, which thankfully. So uh, the Rebel Y-Wing has uh, the shield disruptor that prevents protection, actually erases a character's protection we have the same ability in the cam mission where the reek, 
you know, if they stack uh, three stacks of the debuff that I can't think of the name of off the top of my head, the protection disappears. Do you think in the future we will see a ground unit that removes protection? Um, Other than Sith Eternal Emperor that does it with Link. Seems likely, actually. Um, I mean, it, look, we got we got Breach earlier, uh, like right. on like Breach was a ships only thing, and now Grandmaster Jedi Master Luke has it. Like, I I think we're gonna see it uh, eventually. I I would be shocked if we didn't. In fact, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Well, Sith Eternal does have a version of it. I would. Wouldn't be surprised if we see it on characters in the future. Yeah, I, I think I think it also, it would be fine. I mean, typically, and we've said this a lot, so we don't need to just like belabor the point, but like I have a lot of trust in CG to make good kits. Yeah, yeah, you know, I agree. Like, I, I think that, I think that if they do it, they'll do it in a way that doesn't just totally break the game. Or at least at the very least, they'll find a way, even if it breaks the game initially a little bit, they'll find a way to, uh, I don't know, get get it back to sorts uh, amidst player angst. But yeah, I, I think if it's done right, it, I'd be fine with it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, let's see. There it goes. My mouse freezes every once in a while. It gets really annoying. Uh, <laughs> All right. If you were to match each alignment's faction with their opposite alignment, who do you give the edge to? Probably shouldn't mm. go through everyone. But an example of what is meant by this is like Jedi versus Sith or Empire versus Rebels or Galactic Republic versus Separatists, etc., etc. So why don't we pick two of these and do it so jedi versus sith if you could only have one faction which one of them do you take hold on um okay oh so for the edge like which one is like yeah better competitively if i could if the other one was just like not available um so jedi versus sith gosh oh gosh i i think i would take sith because you have two extremely strong teams. Like, I, this isn't easy, and this is a snap decision. Like, I, so, uh, so you have three really good teams. In fact, so you've got you got the the Darth Revan team, the uh, Sith Eternal team, and Darth Vader. Like, those three are amazing. You, you have Treya and everything. Like Jedi, Jedi are good. They have some good things. Uh, like General Skywalker, obviously, Jedi Knight Luke, Jedi Master Luke, Jedi Rev, like, impossible to tell. I, I do think that the Sith probably have an edge right now. Will that, will that last? I don't, I doubt it, actually. There's more, more Jedi out there than Sith in terms of lore. Uh, what, do, what do you think, Solo? Yeah, I, I think in a head-to-head, -head, I would take the Sith right now, because, like, Darth Revan beats Jedi Knight Revan, um, Sith Eternal beats Jedi Master Luke. And Vader actually counters Jedi Knight Luke if he's fast enough. So I, uh, <laughs> yep. I, I do think I agree with you. At least for right now, I would take Sith. But like you said, we're going to get people added to each faction, you know, for the life of this game. So we, we'll see 
We'll see how it changes. But for right now, I would take Sith. All right. What about what about Separatist versus Galactic Republic? I'd take Galactic Republic. <laughs> That's, I don't even need to think about that one. Because you have Padme counters the General Grievous team. Um, the Galactic Republic Jedi can counter any newt team that's out there. So I, I would probably take uh, Galactic Republic. Plus, for me, Galactic Republic is just more fun. Though the Separatists do have Geos, and I do I do loving, you, uh, loving using my Geos. That is always a fun match, and they're so damn useful. But I, I think Galactic Republic wins in a pinch. Mm, maybe. So... You're probably right that they win if, if they, the two factions had to fight. Sure. Um, in terms of overall, just like utility, though, like let's just say we're going into Grand Arena, you either get Galactic Republic or you don't. Uh, you know, like you either get you get to pick one. I se- Separatists are easier to use all of, in my opinion. Like, well, and I guess that's obvious because like, all their characters are good, and Galactic Republic has a bunch of like just sketchy. Uh, like really bad Jedi that you can't use right well, now. There's also less separatist though. Sure. Uh, yeah. I think, I think that, I mean, it's hard to debate like general Skywalker team is better than anything. The separatists could dream of taking right now. Like, I guess like if you tool it right, I guess a general grievous team could beat a general skywalker team in some circumstances but that, that, that's a weird outlier that's not really that likely to happen um you know i think though in terms of overall utility like general grievous can do so much watt is so good um you know the geos you you sing the praises of geos uh you know and then like Django is just super versatile uh, like there's there's a lot to love about that faction. Newt is annoying AF. Like there's there's a lot of good stuff. I I think it, there's also a piece of me that's like it it is the only faction. Well, I guess I probably have other factions. Um I'm not required to have every character in this faction, gear 13, and yet I do. <laughs> I I I do too. Um uh, actually no, I don't. That's why I don't have Droidica. Um, okay. And I will likely never have Droidica in Gear 13. Um, I don't Fair. have Magna yet, but he's currently sitting in my favorites, just waiting for the stupid armor to be Gear 11. And then it, Magna just needs the Kairos for the finisher. Like I have the other three components of the finisher, just needs the Kairos, but the armor required. 500 of them so i just can't give it to him yet um so but yeah droidica i will never get to year 13 but the rest of that faction i have no problem having at year 13 like i am happy that i have them at year 13 right so you know i yeah i want both of them so i i guess <laughs> i have both of them Uh, all right so let's move on Uh, all right this is actually a mechanics question uh 
so with Hoda having 100% evasion, does that impact Bastilashan fall and landing fear um, when Jedi Knight Luke, Hoda, and a Preton is used against Sith Empire? And the answer is no. <laughs> she, she still can land fear on Hoda. I've learned that the hard way in using that counter. So the answer is no, she can. Uh, that 100% evasion does not prevent uh, the debuffs from hitting her or hitting him, I should say. Right. I mean, it, a lot of times you'll have to target someone else because they'll be in stealth. But then the game, as long as you meet the prerequisites for that, like it just chooses someone at random. Right. And I think you can resist the fear in this in this instance. I think that this that the fear is resistible. I, yeah, I can't remember. If you, if you have tenacity up, you won't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it can. So, so he could resist it, but that's not the same. As, like. He, it hits him. He might resist it, though. Yeah. And you probably right. won't resist it because uh, with her and all the stacks of ferocity and uh, if you have her Zeta, which I know Solo doesn't like, but if you do, that gives extra potency. Like Hermit Yoda, it, unless he has tenacity up, he's not going to resist it, most likely. 15% right. chance like everyone has. Yeah. Um, all right. Next question. If Radis is on D... Uh, what happens when she suicides and you don't beat the fleet? So you leave a couple ships alive, Radis suicides. What happens to the Radis? Again, this is a, another quick one. Um, and the answer is just there is no cap ship when you go in for the second fight. If there's two ships left on the board, it's just two of the normal ships. There is no cap ship. Um, that's and then you kill the two ships that are yep. left and you win. That's, you know. Actually, I had this happen to me. Uh, it, it was a little opposite. I used Radis, killed their capital ship, but then they had too many tanks in. I couldn't finish them in time and I timed out. So when I went into the next fight, I had a capital ship. They did not. It looks so creepy with no capital ship there when you go it, into the next fight. It's surreal, man. It feels, <laughs> it does. It's like there's this empty space that you didn't realize was there, kind of. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty bizarre. Uh, all right. Um, oh, we, we already kind of talked about the state of the galaxy, uh, so we can skip that. Uh, what do you think of a Lord Sidious Galactic Legend for Separatists uh, with his ultimate ability summoning. So Lord Vader slash Fallen Anakin. So this would be a cool ultimate ability idea of what if the next ultimates, since the second round of ultimates were different than the first round of ultimates, what if the third round of ultimates are summons and they summon a new character to uh, the field? What do you think of that idea? Um, I mean, I, I guess I think the same thing as I think about a lot of these, uh, character ideas and concepts, if they do a good job, then cool. <laughs> like I, I'm fine with it. Like on the other hand, we already have one galactic legend Palpatine. Like, should we have, should, should we have two thirds of the dark side galactic legends be the same guy? Yeah. Really? I, I don't know. I 
I don't I don't think I care that much. I feel like that might get some get some of the people in the community going like you can't think of anyone else like what the hell CG but what do you think uh no I I agree with that I mean I personally wouldn't care if we got another palp um because I I'm more concerned with the kit and what type of teams they to build but I do agree with you that they're it might not be the best thing for keeping the minions quiet in the community. Um, but I love the idea of the ultimate is they summon an ability. Cause talk about an ultimate that can really swing the fate of a battle. It's like only it has to be a character that doesn't disappear when the other members die. So like, what if you can summon Lord Vader and then you just have to kill him as well. He becomes a sixth uh, character that you have to kill, almost like the brute and not like the rebel soldier with Mon Mothma where it's like, okay, we only have to kill four characters on this team and then the other two die. Like that that wouldn't be very galactic legendy. But if you give me a good character that comes in halfway through a match, I mean, that can really swing the tide of battle. Uh, so I, I think if they do it the right way, that could be a really cool ultimate ability. Yeah, it really could. Um, I guess I just don't. I don't know. I it would it would at least you know. So people always keep wanting this uh, this fallen Anakin character, and you and I actually just recently people in our uh, people on our Discord were talking about this. You were you were saying like that that the devs have said multiple times that they would never do a. Um, that they would never do a galactic, or no, not a galactic. That they would never do a Vader, a fallen, fallen Anakin, where you know pre-suit Vader, like that that right. brief time span, because they just see him as Vader. So we already have a Vader, and case closed. And you know, I I shot back like I don't. Yes, they said that, but that's been years, and we're under a new regime. Like I don't feel like they're gonna like be held by that like if they feel like that could make them some money or if that's a good decision on their end like they're just going to do it and honestly there are a lot of people who want that so i wouldn't be surprised to see it in some form this would at least kind of put those put that to rest like you have a summoned fallen anakin uh, he's in the game go go knock yourself out let's let's move on yeah so Here's my problem with this whole fallen Anakin idea of there's no such thing as a fallen Anakin in the lore. Like there, there just is no fallen Anakin Skywalker. It's, it's made up. Um, it's it just made up in the community basically. Um, so if you, if you do a search of any star Wars wiki, or like any lore site, they'll never mention fallen Anakin Skywalker. So it became big in the Star Wars community because uh, Arnold did a video about it like in 2019, I think, and he called it Galactic Legend Fallen Anakin. And it's all made up by him. <laughs> like, and so it's not a lore thing because the way the Sith works is the second you fall, you're no longer who you originally were. You have become Sith Lord X. 
So I'm not saying that they won't do a Lord Vader. I'm just saying you will never get somebody called Fallen Anakin because it is a made-up term. And the lore specifically says the second you fall, you have become whatever your Sith name is. Um, so could we get another Vader that they call, um, uh, you know, Lord Vader? Sure, absolutely. It's just Fallen Anakin won't be the name. Sure. Uh, and I'm good with that. Yeah. Like, the, I, I think that they would actually call it, like, they'd bring attention to the cosmetic difference. Like, they would say Anakin, or Darth Vader, parentheses, pre-suit, or something like that. Right. Uh, yeah. It, God, and the acronyms that I'm sure they will come out if they release another uh, Vader. Though I right. personally, and I know I might be in the minority here, I VPS. don't want... <laughs> no, I... Yes. Um, I don't want another Vader. Like, I think there are certain characters, like we have 3PO and R2, where they said, you know what, these characters are going to be the iteration of all of that, you know, throughout their entire journey through Star Wars. I would love if they just keep Vader, Vader. Like, have one Darth Vader, one badass Vader. Like we said earlier, that scales um, as time goes on. I I don't want five Vaders at the end of this. I want one. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's me personally. Like, if they release a, a different Vader, I'm sure I would fanboy all over it. But in terms of wanting, I want one. one give me one Vader. I don't care about five Han Solos. Give me one Vader. Yeah, and there's plenty of design space in this game available. They don't have to release another Vader. Maybe if they this game goes another ten years, we'll get another Vader. Uh, you know, right, right. It seems inevitable that we might that there's you know they'd give it some serious thought at least. But like, I don't I don't see why like that version of Anakin is not that interesting anyways. Like he's it's just not. angry and guilty right. and like he like you could almost just call him emotional Anakin. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, like call, succumbed, succumbed to his emotions and fears, Anakin. Yeah, we already call Bastila emo Bastila. It, it's basically emo Anakin. Like, right. I'm going to cry a lot, and I'm going to yell a lot, and get angry, and then I'm just going to murder a bunch of kids. Like, Right. And then and then they, like, show the scene of killing all the Separatist leaders, and it's, like, supposed to be this horrible murder scene, kind of. Yeah. And yet you're like, but you just slaughtered kids. So who cares about these like twisted a-holes? <laughs> right, right. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I So I, I agree with you. I, I don't think that that portion of the character is that interesting. Um, yeah. I Yeah. He's, <laughs> I think the, the more interesting thing is the interaction of him uh, tricking Kenobi into admitting he's a Sith. Yes. Because <laughs> he said, so Kenobi's like, uh, how does it go? He, he says, um, only Sith deal in absolutes. Right. <laughs> and it's like, isn't that an absolute? It seems pretty <laughs> like set. Like, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we can move uh, on from that, I suppose. <laughs> Unless you had another point. No, no, no. I think that's, that's good. Um, all right. So... Oh, and actually, no, my point of the fallen Anakin and why I don't think it will ever be a galactic legend if, with that specific pre-suit Vader thing. So 
CG when, and I know things can always change, uh, but when CG announced Galactic Legends, um, the wording that they used is that they are both the most famous and most powerful characters in the galaxy or personalities or people in the galaxy. Um, the whole point of Anakin being Vader is nobody knows Anakin Skywalker is Vader. Like there's a handful of people that actually know that. So you can't have a fallen Anakin galactic legend when he's not the most famous person in, in the galaxy. Um, <laughs> because he doesn't satisfy half of the requirements there. Like people know Anakin, people know Vader. And I'm sure at some point somebody will put in the, you know, huh, I've never seen those two in the same room together, but nobody, the whole point of the original trilogy was nobody knew that Anakin was Lord Vader. I always wondered about that lore wise. Like, so he's marching with clones, like a whole legion of clones into the Jedi temple without a face covering. Yeah. I think that those clones did gossip some, I don't know. Call me crazy. Uh, all right. So uh, next that's question. a lore thing. <laughs> yeah. <it's, clears throat> um, I pushed Moff Gideon to G13 prior to this next round. I know he's still relatively new, but are there any good uses uh, or team comps in 3v3 form? And have you found any use for Moff Gideon in 3v3? Um, I, I wish we had Gom here or someone who actually uses him. I, <laughs> I've, I've seen nothing from him really. Like I've, I guess a few people have said he's done good things. It, it never, I don't know. We, we talked about this last week. Yeah. I, I will, I will pass. I don't have any good substantive, substantive in, information right now. Um, so I, I have heard of people that have him super fast, like super, super fast. And they're using him against, um, with Vader against Jedi Knight Luke teams where he's faster than either Shakti or Hoda and can sure. reduce their turn meter. Um, so I've, I have heard of that, but it requires him to be super, super fast. Uh, well, his kit just requires him to be super fast. But the general answer is we were talking about how Tarkin could be a lifesaver in certain situations. Um, Moff Gideon is the same idea. If you are need to go first with, say, Vader, and the team is just too fast for you, but they're slower than Moff Gideon, throw Moff Gideon in there, um, have him steal turn meter, and Vader's going to go first. So... I guess my answer is place him with Vader if you need him. <laughs> place him with the thing is his turn meter isn't re, it's not required that he's on an Empire team. It's not required that he's on a trooper team. So if there is any comp where he will go first and you need your team to go first, stick him on that comp and let him do that job for you. Yeah, so there, I, I guess I, I don't know. I didn't certainly didn't lie. Uh, I just didn't think of it just now, though. Um, one thing that I did notice people were doing, and it doesn't, it, it's not a conclusive win. I, I, 
there's a guy who I was facing, or yeah, I, I faced a guy who put Moff Gideon with Sith Eternal on defense. Uh, also with, was it with Malak? Now I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I think it was with Malak. So uh, Sith Eternal with Malak and Moff Gideon. And uh, so Sith Eternal can actually solo uh, Sith Eternal teams because one gets their ultimate and the other doesn't because it's a single character. And apparently if you mark uh, Sith Eternal and one of those other two, I think probably, probably I think they marked Gideon so that they could get more damage because he, he reduces their offense. Um, like that eventually loses the fight anyways, against even against a non, against the Sith Eternal who can't get the ultimate. Uh, that, that's happened consistently. I just wanted to know if that would actually work if you just marked Malak and uh, Gideon and uh, rid of both of those guys instead. I don't know. Um, all I do know is that they still die like dogs <laughs> to to Sith or to Supreme Leader Kylo. I right. got a fifty-five, easy, like just smooth, super, super nice. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that might be a good use for him. Put him with Sith Eternal on defense. I think that makes that team significantly more difficult to beat, unless yeah. you use a unless you use a Galactic Legend. I yeah, for three v three, you need a Galactic Legend anyway. But I think in five v five, you know. Try and bait, bait the Supreme Leader Kylo with the Ray out front, and then put Sith Eternal in the back with a uh, fast Moff Gideon, and I think it it can it can cause trouble. Um, yeah, so that's the ideas for Gideon in three v three. We have one more question, and it's on the technical side and not really about the game. Um, both of you guys seem to have a multi-screen setup. How many monitors do you use, and what do you usually have pulled up? on each one. So Zareth, how do you have your monitors set up? Oh man, I wish I had three. At work I have three and it's nice. <laughs> Though of course at work I wish I had four. So right. uh, like I, I have so I always have so much going on. Um, so my setup, I do, I do have two at home and uh, I used to only have one. So that's that's been a nice boost. Uh, but what I do, I have all the stuff that I can like I have all of the, I have the game itself and I have my own Twitch channel set on the front. So I, what, what I do instead of actually watching, uh, you know, my own stream, I'll put my game emulator in front of that. So it's kind of like just taking the space. Like right now I'm looking at my game uh, instead of, you know, I could click onto my browser and look at the podcast screen instead, but then I can, I, I have the room on the screen still to read chat. So that's what I have on the right side. On the left side is all the stuff that I need to run it. So I have like my Spotify, I have, um, you know, if, if I have Zoom going, that's where that would be OBS, which is like the, the streaming program that you use to, you know, like get, put everything together. Uh, and then I also have like a browser on that side to be able to look at my uh, stream manager stuff for Twitch itself. So I can toggle between those, those different tabs if I need to. Um, and then I also have Discord right there too, so I can send messages. So um, yeah, like it, it's like the stuff that runs it is on the left and the stuff that like where the action is happening is on the right. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Um... I have so I have three I have a three screen setup. I have two 
uh, smaller screens and then one big screen in the middle. So on the left screen, I have OBS open and OBS is constantly open. Um, that way I can see if there's any issues and obviously transition or do whatever needs to be done on OBS. Um, on the right screen, I usually have Spotify and the Zoom call opened up. And then the middle screen is, um, I, you know, I have whatever browser open. So right now I have our podcast outline on that middle screen. Um, or I'll have, you know, streams pulled up or whatever it is I'll have pulled up on that screen. When you guys see me use my spreadsheet on our streams, it is on the middle. That way I can't miss it. Um, but yeah, that, so I have three screens. Thank God, because uh, Zepper said it in chat where three huge screens, not an inch of open space during a stream because you have so much going on. So um, I would gladly, gladly take a fourth as well if I could just to have uh, more space to put things. Yeah, man, I would, I'd go full like security guard. Yeah. If I could, yeah, right. I'd have like, I'd have like 20 screens. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I doubt I could use 20, but I, I bet, I bet I could put, I bet I could put six or seven to good use if I could <laughs> somehow get the space to right. set up. If you, you know. give me a screen, I'll find a use for it. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I felt, I felt so bad for my poor processor um, during that, during that big stream. Cause it's like, what, what do I have going on? I have OBS running, I have Zoom. I, I had Discord running so that Kleso and Solo could see a live version of my screen. I have this, I had my emulator going, I had the browser going for um, my own Twitch stream. I had Urza's, oh, I had Urza's screen going on as well, his stream. Um, I had Spotify going for music and, uh, did I say zoom? Yeah. So like, yeah. so yeah, I, I had all these things going on and it's like, no wonder my poor, uh, my, my one, one element I forgot cause it was a scare when I won my first ships battle, my immediately oh, after that, my <laughs> emulator crashed. Yeah. And so I, I was left thinking I maybe had just failed. Like I thought it had logged it, but I didn't know. But Urz was a good guy. He just, he, he like typed in my chat. He's like, you're good. Like yeah. it, it registered. I was yeah. like, thank God. Uh, that was, that was a huge scare though. So <laughs> I was like, really? Did I actually uh, like flashes of e-abattoir come to my mind, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but uh, that being said, yeah. yeah, I, my poor, my poor computer, it's, it's fast enough, but dear Lord, I had a, I have a lot going on on it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. So, oh, good Lord. We haven't even talked about the alts yet. Um, so. Wow, we got to hustle. Yeah. So we uh, we both have alts. You have two of them. Uh, I came into this week 3-0 three, three on my alt. Um, I, so my first round, uh, I placed Bastila, Jedi, Master Luke, and Watt on defense because my opponent always put Supreme Leader Kylo on his defense um, and took Sith Eternal Emperor for offense because he had the two dark side and I had the two light side um, Galactic Legends. So 
his Sith Eternal timed out on my Bastila, and I ended up uh, getting the win. Second round, uh, I put Jedi Master Luke lead on defense in the back with Shopti and I think Ayla, and my opponent couldn't beat him, and so I got the clear. And then uh, third round, my opponent put Sith Eternal on defense, and I finally got to do a Ray solo on Sith Eternal in Grand Arena uh, this week, which was quite fun because there's nothing better than you getting a solo on somebody's Galactic Legend. <laughs> it just it makes it so much more fun. Um, there's nothing better. And then, so I end up, uh, he puts Sith Eternal on defense. It's the first time I faced Sith Eternal on defense with that account, and I end up scoring 26-71 on his defense. So it was, uh, it. I, I kind of cruised through this week, though each round I, uh, I, I, it, I put more time into planning this alt account than I do my main account. And it's paying off. Like I went six and oh, but I can't tell you how much time I have to spend because on the main account, like we, when you have four galactic legends, it's like, all right, if I keep three, I can counter anything that's on the board on the alt account. It's, I have the two light side. He has the two dark side, and you have to try and figure out how you're going to beat everything. Um, so, but my alt finished 3-0. I am 6-0. I should really look at what my streak is on that account because I've been doing pretty well on it. Uh, how, so you're speaking of streaks. Uh, how did your alt do this week? You you had just had to bring a streak up, didn't you, Solo? I did. I did. It's, you know... So let's just get this over with, guys. I uh, all right. I went into the chromium on my alt, and uh, you know I, I intended to do this. I I have the I have like a going into this week. I had a hundred and ten consecutive win streak on my alt, and I mean that that's that's good enough for me to like. I, I'm like I'm, let's start doing something crazy with this. Like I've been winning a lot. Let's let's put it at in serious jeopardy. So. Uh, went into Chromium on purpose to face other people who are also, you know, the land of the tryhards is what I've been calling it. And that's exactly what they are. Just like people who smash their opponents in their first week. And uh, the first two matches, I actually got like really good banners, just destroyed the people. One guy didn't even clear one zone of mine. Another guy got the clear, but he placed such a weak defense that I just, I got way higher score than him. Wasn't close. He failed a few times along the way. It was wonderful. Uh, the last match, the guy, um, he's on a 31 win streak, something like that, I think. So that means he went undefeated last 3v3. Uh, he got like 20 something, or maybe it was maybe it was like 12th place in 3v3 uh, the last time he was in. So like legitimately really strong player great account and gosh i'm gonna be posting the video in i think a couple days and uh, i was i was really efficient going through marching through his defenses i placed a really tough defense myself uh i was pretty confident that i had out schemed him on ships and so uh in the end i cleared everything except for the one team that i kind of just kind of dismissed because i've always killed it with nest you can solo it with nest if you have her but I already used her um, as a Poggle team with a Relic 5B1 Androidica. And so I used, I had, I had a Basti team with like Shakti and Ahsoka. They were all, uh, you know, gear 12 and 13. And 
And this team didn't look that scary. Poggle didn't even have relics. It didn't even have gear 12 even. And I was like, I'll, I'll just smash this team. I'll kill Joydica first because I can dispel on basic and then we'll go for the rest. Um, and I, that was the wrong move. Like I, I totally misplayed it. I should have killed B1 because eventually B1 just melted my team. And, uh, and then I, I lost that team without killing anyone. Couldn't even kill Droidica. And then I didn't have anything else. That was the last team I was trying to kill. So I didn't even have like a backup team. And so I tried like seven or eight different teams. I could not kill B1, couldn't Zerg him down in 3v3. It's much more difficult. And with gear 11 characters against a relic 5v1 with good offense mods under a Poggle lead, it was a disaster. I couldn't clear it. First time I hadn't cleared for, on that account for like, I don't know how many seasons, like five or six or so. Like, I, I don't, I can't think of a time I haven't cleared with my alt. Like, so, so I was at risk, right? So I was efficient on everything else. I, I cleared everything. I was like, I, pro I probably, like, I don't think he's going to be able to clear me. He ended up taking some risks. He got some good RNG. Uh, he didn't clear me. He, he got to my ships, couldn't beat my fleet, but because the uh, squad zone is uh, worth less than the, the character zone, even though he failed more attacks than me, other than the Poggle thing. Poggle doesn't count because I couldn't clear it. Uh, even though he failed more along the way, he ended up beating my alt by four banners. Ugh. Ugh, four banners. That's... Ugh. Oh, I feel sick saying it, but yeah, um, and, and it does bear, but like this guy, this guy is a champ anyways, like he, the, the round before he faced a guy with a relic seven galactic ray and he beat him too, like he out schemed the guy, the guy couldn't clear even one zone, like, I mean, that that's how you beat that, and it, that, that's what I would have done too, but like he, he, give him credit, man, he, totally totally did it he couldn't clear me so a uh, pyrrhic victory he can't get top 10 either so nana <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know like i'll tell you what i i i haven't deleted it yet i'm gonna take screenshots for my video but um it's been like almost a year since i've seen a screen on that account that says anything but first place for my group <laughs> And the first time for a very long time, I've been gotten two Zetas for my group. Um, and, and I know maybe I sound entitled. I, I, you know, I'm fine with getting the reduced prizes. I just, <laughs> it's, man, you, you don't go through a streak like that without it feeling like a loss when you finally lose, even if it's to a great player, even if I intentionally put myself at risk for it. It's still, I mean, it's a death. It's the death of a streak, 110, like, you don't rebuild that overnight. That's going to, if I want to try for that again, it's going to take most of a year if I want to do it again. Like it sounds exhausting. And I think this is the time for me to kind of just take a turn on the account and start focusing on things other than an epic win streak. I think starting to show people at this GP level how to start countering Galactic Legends might actually be more useful to the community. I think maybe we start focusing on that more. So, um, gosh. And so you already talked about your alt. Um, I'll dive right into Prevail Man. He was undefeated going into this week. And um, 
Won my first two matches easily, not not a problem. My last match, uh, the guy had a crazy account, just like really weird. He already had negotiator at Division Eight, and uh, anyways, long story short, he was very inefficient against me. But he did one shot me. I ended up failing one attack, and, and it was it was actually like just the worst RNG. Real, truly, like he had, like it was like Thrawn had tenacity down. And I couldn't reduce his turn meter or stun him after like four or five attempts, you know, like they like yeah. easily should have gotten it. And so uh, failed one attack and he ended up, he ended up beating me by uh, three banners. So uh, yeah, my last round in, in five or in three V three, this, this finals round, I lost, I was undefeated on that account until this match and I was undefeated for a long time on my alts until that match so it was a rough rough night for me last night tell you what seriously oh, i'm still i'm like dizzy thinking about it so anyway sorry it took so long but it, especially <laughs> the alt needed needed a proper send-off uh, <laughs> it did it did i mean that streak was quite absurd ah uh, man yep uh, well I'm not going to say, so people are saying like, oh, it's your opportunity to start a new streak. And I'm like, that that's just sounds exhausting. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I want to do something else. I've already proven I can do it. And frankly, like, I, I deserve to lose way before this. If we're being honest, like, the amount of prep work I do on that account would make people feel so sad if they knew I'd beat them with that level of prep. Like... I literally just wing it. So like, it's been amusing to me to win with it. I, I you know, it's my alt, no regrets. It's a good, good run while it lasted. That's, I'm sad, but I'll get over it. And we will have a better thing going on the alt soon. Yes, yeah. Um, all right, so that leads to all, you know, every week, we are trying to improve our rosters. Um, what'd you do this week? You know, how'd, how'd you try and improve your roster? What did you work on? Um, during our stream, I geared Poggle to 13, so I didn't lie about having all my separatists to 13. Uh, you and I had been talking about it earlier anyways. He, was, yeah. he literally was the last. I've been wanting him gear 13 forever. He is so frail at gear 12, and he becomes quite thick at gear 13. Well, not maybe not quite thick, but like he went from like 19k health to I think now he's like at, at Relic 3, he's like at 55k health without me changing mods at all. So like it's substantial. He, he's going to uh, – I'm also going to remod him uh he needs he needs way more he needs potency in case i need to use him separate from the rest of the team he needs to be able to land that ability block and i did not realize he was naturally so horrifically low on potency so uh, that's the one thing i did <laughs> otherwise i'm just hoarding everything um armor is going to be needing gear uh that's it so what about you uh well i, I mentioned the one thing earlier I, i've been gearing up armor She's now up to gear 10, waiting on one more set of Chirotex to get her to gear 11, and then I can completely forget about her for a little while at least. I, I have to be honest, 
it's been painful gearing her up, like legitimately just painful. Like I've hated doing it every second of it. But like I said earlier, if I don't do it now, I'm going to be cursing at myself later. So get it out of the way now. Um, then the only other thing I did was I got Jedi Master Luke to R8. God, that took the entire week of farming bayonets because you need 180 bayonets to convert into, you know, the salvage material that you need for R8. And so it really didn't do a lot. It was Jedi Master Luke to R8 is really the noticeable thing right now. Uh, so it, it, a mostly quiet week, but I'm very happy with Jedi Master Luke to R8. Next up will be Jedi Knight Luke to R8 because I want that before we go into 5v5 so that all the people with R8 Kylos, I can keep using the Jedi Knight Rev Encounter on um, because that scales Jedi Knight Luke's damage up by, I think, uh, 800 uh, damage will be added by getting him that high, which I will likely need because uh, Supreme Leader Kylo is getting his health boosted by going to R8. Fair enough. Yep. I, uh, I'm kind of, gosh, I keep, I'm falling behind on Relic 8s. So I have zero right now. And I need to keep that up. I need to I need to get more relic eights because I need to keep having matches against like really invested players. So those, those are the most exciting. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, so that is thankfully it for this stream. <laughs> it is over. We have talked and talked and talked, and guys, now we can end the stream. Nothing even new. Uh, well, I guess except for the most epic GAC match. I guess right, that right. that that was worth over talking. We did spend time uh, talking about that. So, uh, all right, guys, let's uh, finish the talking with how you can find us. The answer is obviously we're here on the Gambit Podcast on Twitch. That's just the Gambit Podcast on YouTube. That is also. Uh, just search Gambit Podcast SWGOH and you will find us. Um, individually, we stream on Wednesdays and Sundays, our matches, and maybe a random day in between if there's something going on. You can find me at SoloBase15. That's S O L O B A S S 15. You can find Zareth on Twitch at Zareth underscore prevails. That's X A E R E T H underscore P R E. B-A-I-L-S on YouTube. It's just Zareth, so X-A-E-R-E-T-H. Um, in the description down below, you can find a link to our Discord page. It is a Grand Arena-focused Discord. We have a lot of good players So in on that Discord, so if you have a question, please join, ask the question. Somebody will be there to answer and help you out. Um, then uh, there is... If you look in the description below, and if you look in the description of any of the YouTube videos that we put out, there is a link to our counter sheet. That is a uh, Google document that on the left, it has the full team that we faced. So, you know, all five members or all three members, depending on if it's 5v5 or 3v3. On the right, it has the full team that we used to beat that team with. And then more importantly, there is a timestamp link 
to the video so you can actually go and watch the fight and see how the counter works. It is very useful, especially in 3v3. Uh, sometimes these counters need a very specific turn order or very specific moves made, and you can watch what those moves are rather than just being told Vader counters um, Darth Revan. You can see how Vader actually counters Darth Revan as an example. So with that said, Zareth, whew, I think it's time to call it a night. I would say so long farewell, everyone. Uh, and remember, guys, um, evil sucks and screw Moash, for those of you that know that means because he's a bastard. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and don't be dicks like Moash. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Have a good week, guys. <laughs> Later.